Hey, Noah. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Good. I want to know, how many decisions do people make on average every day? So quick mental math. I say mental math, but quick <laughs> mental, mental math, math shows that there are 86,400 seconds in a day. Okay. I bet we make close to 50,000 decisions a day. Ooh, that's a little high. Except oh, have you done research on this? I Do you have. have the there's a, there is a stat out there. There's okay. a statistic out there. The average. So, of course, you know, there's more or less. 35,000 decisions every day that somebody makes. So there is someone out there that makes 50,000 decisions yes. a day. But... It's a mom, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe that's just how many questions we answer. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I wasn't that far off. I, you were not. I, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a good decision maker? I actually am a good decision maker, yes. Okay. Do we'll, you? We'll, we'll save that for the... I don't know if I am or not, to be honest. I can make decisions, but I don't know if that makes me a good decision maker. Well, have you messed up your life really badly? No. Yet? I don't... You're well, too I, young. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> There's still opportunity waiting. Okay. So on... Okay. I'm going to... I'm going to... And so some of the people out there who know me know that there might be a couple of decisions that probably weren't my best, but on average, I'm a good decision maker. <laughs> I'm sure you could say the same about anyone. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, welcome back to whatever episode number this is. Actually, this is episode 14. Crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We've been All doing right. this for a long time. We have. Okay. So our topic is? It's decision fatigue slash making slash all things decisions. But before we get into that, we do have some helpful oh, we, tricks written down. Yes, we do. Okay. Mine is back to school prep early. Go now. Oh. Get it done. Don't wait for the rush the two days before school. It'll be a madhouse, and there won't be any of the good supplies left for you or your kids. That's right. And everybody will be mad because they're in a bad mood because it's a mess. Yeah. Just go get it done. Okay. And mine, actually, I didn't realize this, but it has to do with the topic. Establish the habit of pre-deciding. Simple things like if you're going to work out in the morning, lay your clothes out before you go to bed. So they're right there. I think we've talked about this before. I, I, you must be very passionate about pre-decision. I am. That's how I live my life. That's how I make good decisions because I've learned over time that I have decision fatigue. <laughs> so, yes, pre-decide, which we'll incorporate in the next however many minutes. Okay, so everyone knows what a decision is. It's a, it's a choice between two things that you often have to make. And decisions can be viewed as nothing to some people, and they can be viewed as a very big deal to others. So, Yes. Oh, yes. Am I supposed to respond yeah, to that? Pipe up. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> well, sorry, I went away for just a second because um, I have an aunt that we laugh about that um, she... she she her hind end is <laughs> raw from riding the fence because she can never make a decision. So some people have a difficult time making decisions. Like it's just it it trips them up, right? So if you have all these decisions to make, can you imagine how tired you are before you ever start? So and is this what we call decision fatigue? Yes, because you okay. The best example of de decision fatigue is to go to anyone's house at about dinner time on any given day of the week, particularly weekdays. And what does everyone say? I don't even know what to make for dinner. But we, are, we should not be surprised that dinner shows up every day at 5 or 6 or 7 o'clock at night. But yet, we're so worn out from all the other decisions that we don't know what to make, so we eat 
and we don't eat well or, you know, eat fast food or whatever. So we all have decision fatigue, all of us. Well, and you think, what, what did you say the number was, 35,700 or 35,000? 35,000 on average decisions you make a day. Can you, like, visualize that for a second? 35,000 decisions, and most of them I'm sure you don't even realize you're making. Right. But even if you only realize 100 of those. Yeah. That's, that's a burden a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a really good word. Yeah. So when do your decisions... Okay, so let's talk... When do your decisions start? The moment you wake up, you have to decide to get out of bed, have to decide to check your phone, have to yeah. decide to... Or not check your phone, or right. hit the snooze, or don't, or... Mm-hmm. When to quit brushing your teeth. Oh, if you have an electric toothbrush, it tells you. Oh, well, I don't... <laughs> okay. I'm not that high tech. <laughs> See that? Okay, that's another decision I've eliminated in my life. I have a toothbrush. It's an electric toothbrush, and it gives me, it it like pauses each time on each quadrant of my mouth. So right there. <laughs> See? I'm rolling. <laughs> Noah's rolling his eyes at me like, <laughs> really, Cheryl? But regardless, but, there okay, are yes. a lot of decisions to be made in a day. Very simple ones, and let's say at work you have to make some actual big calls, right? That you're going to affect dollars. You're going to affect people in the company. You're going to X, Y, Z, you're going to make a major decision for your kids or yourself. Yeah. Yourself, whatever. Yes. And so decision fatigue, when you get home, it hits you. It hits you. And that, and okay. The other thing is people will say, Oh, you know, what do you want to watch on TV tonight? Well, I don't care. Where do you want to go to eat? I don't care. They really, because, and that's a sign of decision Fatigue, like I can't, I'm overloaded. I don't care. Just take me someplace that has food, right? Right. So, so what, uh, what kind of different decisions do you think are out there, Cheryl? Do you, do you label them as small decisions and big decisions, or do you think there's more subcategories than that? Um, I think there are the, yeah, I, I think that's a good one. There are, there are small ones that are every single day. What to wear, what to eat. You know, that you, you, you have to make that you make without thinking. But then there are monumental decisions. Like you said, if you have, okay, d- college decisions or not college decisions, job decisions. In your job, there are those that affect money or whatever. So I do think there are, um, there are small, medium, and large and then really extra large monumental. I think, there, I think there would even be a category of almost subconscious decisions. Yes. Like you said, hitting the snooze, getting out of bed, brushing your teeth. All those, you, you are going to probably do all of those things every day, but you're still deciding to do them. Yes. Okay, think about how you take a shower. Do you wash your hair first? Do you not, like, in what order? So, again, then you, so your brain does that automatically. So you don't actually have to decide. You don't actually have to think about it. But you're still deciding. Yeah, like there's a very big argument out there or debate on whether when you get out of the shower, if you should dry your head or your feet first. Oh. That's just something your brain is taking out. You don't even realize you do it. So people are actually talking about this out in the world? Oh, it's, it's a topic of conversation. Okay. What are I the dry my head of, first. Wh- yeah, I do too. But some, <laughs> pe- some people do their feet so they don't get every, like the floor wet when they step out. Oh, but I dry my feet before I get out of the shower because I don't want the floor wet. I'm talented. I can stand on one foot. 
Jeez. People and, really talk and, about this? Well, I wouldn't say like an everyday conversation, but yeah, people talk about it. Okay. Because there are pros and cons to both of them. There's a why behind that, right? Right. Again, that goes to part of the making you tired when you make decisions. Okay, which is if you do categories, subconscious or unconscious, small, medium, and large, the larger the, conver- the, the decision is, the more brain power it takes and it wears you out. It does wear you out. So let's it talk. Does. Let's talk okay. about when you are wear out. When you do have this this thing called decision fatigue, and you mm-hmm. are you don't want to make a decision. Basically, is what that means. Right. How do how do we go about combating that? Let's start with the small things, like you were talking about eating, where to go, where yeah. to go on a Saturday night. You know, like that sort of thing. Relatively small, but it could affect your day for sure. The the and I'm gonna. This is a personal example. The food thing is exhausting to me. And I raised two boys, they ate a lot of food, and I had to think about it. So when they were really little, I mean like five and seven or four and six, I made index cards. I started doing meal preparation in advance because then I didn't have to think about it all week long. Because not only is it the cooking part, it's the groceries and all of the things that go around, you know, how much meal prep. So I would put out these index cards of choices on them, like, do you want eggs or oatmeal or um, whatever for breakfast? And the kids had to pick. And they had to lay their card out the night before so I knew what to make for breakfast. And then when they got into school, like junior high and high school, whatever, I did meal prep every week. So I... It took a lot of time, so there was a lot of time invested in the front end, but I made a menu for the entire week, and then I made a grocery list according to the menu, and then I prepped food. So all week long, I never had to, I never had to get to a dinner to go, I don't know what I'm having. Now, there were some times I was, okay, I'd have a pizza or something like that. So to me, the more I can eliminate the decision in the moment, that's the key right there. The more I can eliminate the decision in the moment, the better I am in all the other decisions and it opens up space. So if you're prepared for a decision that you have to make, it's much easier. Yes, because of, I wonder of, and I don't know the stat on this, but of the 35,000 decisions, how many of them could be prepared in advance? That's a very good question. I don't know how you would find statistics for it. Maybe it's out there. Maybe it's out there, but... Okay, I think in my... So every single person, food is an issue. And everybody who complains about it, I don't know what to have. Well, th- that's the thinking ahead part, right? You know? Right. Remember Steve Jobs? Probably not. You're kind of young. I know who Steve Jobs is. Oh, do you is. need... To, okay. What did he do every day? What did he wear every day? I, I don't know that. He wore black every day. He never, ever wore any other color. And do you know why? So he didn't have to decide. So he didn't have to decide. Because I, I wonder how many people stand in front of their closet every morning, and that takes time. Yeah. See, so, like, it's just the living decisions. Yeah, I mean, you just wear yourself out because you're worried about so many other things. And then the relatively, again, small decisions can add up and, and get to you. Yes. And some people act faster. I'm a, I'm a very, action is my, I act very quickly. Some people don't, and so 
I think I can pivot in decisions faster because of the way I'm wired. But I have I have people in my life who, I mean, it's a struggle, even the smallest decision because they don't want to upset someone or, but I think, I mean, that all adds to, because just simply making the decision, what am I going to wear, is doesn't seem like that big. But all the mental stuff that you put into it, that's what makes you tired. Absolutely. Well, so let, let's jump into, I think, kind of where you're leading now. When, okay. when you get to a point where you need to make a decision, and let, let's bump up the scale a little bit from food or clothing, and maybe you have to make a decision at your job, right? Okay. Um, what, are, what are some con- consequences of decision fatigue coming into play? And, and then maybe talk about how we can combat that. Ooh, yeah. W- one of them is you don't make it. Or you keep putting it off, and so there's procrastination in it. You can make wrong decisions um, that are critical because the other thing, um, I think how to combat that, let me kind of step into that for a minute. I know for me, I'm I'm better in the morning. So I really work hard not to make any decisions business-wise or critical nature late in the day, like after two o'clock, unless I... I know I have to because I can, I'm not clear on my decision and I don't make good ones. So, yeah, so that would be one way, one action to come around to do better with that. Right. I think in a, in whatever scenario you're in, if you have a a pretty big decision coming up, I think you have to be, be, be okay with that, be comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you need to ask for some help. Yes. 100%. It's okay to have help making a decision. Um, yes. And then, in my experience, going with, your, going with your gut is a good thing to do as long as you, you play out the options of going with your gut. So if you're, if you're tired mm-hmm. and you don't feel like making decisions, in, in most decisions you have a gut feeling, right? Like you know you have an idea of where you want something to go. And seeing how to make that happen is some, sometimes a good way to fight decision fatigue. Right. So I want to, um, do, do you think you, okay, think back. Do you think you were ever taught how to make decisions in your life? Not with that exact terminology, I guess I would say. Okay, so then how did you, how do you think you, newly in your career, approach decisions at your, let's say at your job, not the eating or getting dressed, but how do you approach them? And do you feel like you have any training or basis for how you make them? So in my decision-making process, and if, if I am looking for something and I, I don't necessarily get help or, you know, I kind of go through all the steps I need to go through in order to make a decision. And if I'm still at a stalemate, um, I've gone with the opinion I'm going to make an aggressive mistake rather than a a scared mistake, right? Like oh, I want I okay. want to do something to be productive and potentially take a chance, quote unquote, take a chance. There's nothing really, you know, that major, but right. I would rather go down swinging, trying to learn or make a difference or something of that nature rather than being platonic and not really making anything happen and playing it safe. Okay. You also talked about the fact that you, you said this, just go with your gut. Well, you and I have a strong gut sense. 
I've learned over time, not everybody actually has that, which is weird to me because I have it. Right. So, so if you don't, and I've walked, I've talked with people who don't have that and, um, and I ask you about the tools or how you were trained. I remember, I w- I don't know if I was in high school or when, but over the years, I was taught to make a pro list or a con list, you know, like the good and the bad of a decision. And now I don't actually write the list down, but because I've utilized that tool, it's become sort of natural when I come to, if you will, a crossroads or a T in the road to say, okay, right or left, which is better. And interesting, I like how you said that, make an aggressive mistake, then kind of wean in out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Have you made an aggressive mistake yet? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And how did you recover? Or how did you? It ended up being fine. And when I say aggressive mistake, it's not like a a building burned to the ground or anything. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) You lost your company a million dollars. Yeah. May it cost me some time or something. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. What else? If someone comes to you and they are struggling to make a decision, what are you telling them? You know, like, how do you go about helping someone that needs to make a decision? Ooh. I, it drives people crazy mostly. I ask lots of questions. I ask lots of you questions. You ask a lot of questions. I do ask a lot of questions. I'm probably the one of the reasons that people's average of decision making goes up because of all the questions I ask. I ask them questions because a lot of times... In my experience, what I have found is people are overwhelmed. Like the information in front of them is so much. And so my questions are around sorting out and, if you will, getting the clutter out of the way and simplifying the decision. Okay, so why do you need to make this decision? What information do you have so far about what, you know whatever decision you have. So I ask a lot of questions to get them to think because I'm not going to tell them. I, it's, it's like you said, it's a way to help get them to their gut decision or that I sort of have a feeling about which way I want to go on this. So I ask, okay, I want to I clear the clutter of all the stuff that doesn't matter because I really think that people overcomplicate stuff a lot they do. and add things in that don't have anything to do with the situation. So asking a lot of questions, clearing the clutter and see if I can helping help them break it down into, Oh, okay. Think about this and this. Here's the other thing that I say to people often. And somebody told me this and it works so well. If you have a decision and this is a big one, let's, let's say it's a job. Let's say it's um, you know, some sort of life decision or big something big at your company. Take one day and make decision A and spend the whole day thinking about that decision and what it feels like, what it looks like, smells like, feels like, tastes like, sounds like to live in that decision that you made. And the next day, make the opposite decision and see what it feels like, looks like, sounds like, smells like to be in that decision. And several people have said, oh, okay, that was good because then you've, you've um, again, clear the clutter and you're only focused on one, dis- one avenue that one day and another avenue the other day. 
And that has helped them, again, simplify and clarify um, the big decisions. I think that's astute. That's a really big word. Do you know what that word means? Mm-hmm. Okay. I used it well. <laughs> you did use it well. Very pro- <laughs> no, but, like, but yeah. for real, I, I think that's awesome advice. No one's ever told me that before, so may have to... You may have to implement that. May have to implement yeah. that. And I think, okay, like a job, job situations. Okay, I mean, if all things are equal, all things are equal, live with company A, live with company B. So, yeah. I, and I, all, I think... I think sorting out the clutter, too, is really important. What is the root of this decision? Yes. Yes. Why is the root? What's the root of why I'm struggling with it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes, and let's go back to the fact that you can't do that when you're tired. You can't do that as clearly when you're tired. And I also think people should just be able to say, literally in life, of those 35,000 decisions, Probably one is like you had to make it on the spot because it was life threatening or something. Right. But say to people, you know what? I'm not clear today. Can you please give me 24 hours? Because that takes the pressure off of us and allows our brain to get rid of the clutter and not operate in oh shit mode. Like I got to make this right now. Yeah. You ever had someone call you? something off the wall and you're just like, uh, 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 and you give them an answer. And then maybe an hour later you're like, Oh my gosh, this is what we actually need to do. Yes. And over time I've gotten better because I, I do have a very quick trigger. I can act. I think things fast. I process fast. And I've learned over time to say, give me a day. Or can I call you back in a couple of hours? Or I need time to think about this. And um, that has served me very well to practice doing that, to get better at that. So, yeah. Last topic. Okay. Before we get into our pet peeves. Yes. What do you make of the statement, quote, I'm not a good decision maker, quote? I think it's an excuse. And I think it's not valid. I, I think, and if you're not, then how do you get better at it? I think what that really means is don't I don't want to make the decision. Right. Or I'm tired and I have decision fatigue. I don't I don't know that I buy that. Because we if that's the case, you would never get out of your bed ever all day long and you would never make any decisions. If you're telling yourself you're not a good decision maker, just be honest with yourself that you're either tired or Yes. Or you have decision fatigue. Don't don't give yourself an out saying you're a bad decision maker because at some point someone's going to depend on you to make some decisions. So Yeah, you can't live in this world without making decisions, literally. I mean, yeah, literally you can't live in this world without making decisions. So I do have some that I postpone and, you know, then the, yeah, we won't go there. Well, everyone does. Everyone handles decisions differently, (laughs) but don't call yourself a bad decision maker as a cop-out. Yes, that's a good word. It's a cop-out. Do you have anything else you would like to add to our decision-making podcast? Um, I, I... I still want to say to people, pre-decide as much as you can do in advance. And yet, okay, so my last story. I have lots of stories. When I was interviewing for first grade, a first grade teaching position, um, it was a new, I had never taught first grade, and the team, they wanted me, but the principal was a little skeptical because I was coming from corporate America. 
And the team went to him and said, look, we know she's going to take a lot of work up front, (laughs) a lot, but we think in the long run, it will be worth it. So I say that to you about decisions as much as you can look at taking those decisions and whatever you can do up front, because then it frees your mind to be able to make the bigger decisions and the more important ones and offers you a lot more margin in life. So there you go. Okay. As I wrap up here, I will say, if you have an opinion on a decision that you're trying to make, that you're trying to help someone else with, anything from dinner to work to just say your opinion, making decisions is hard enough. And if you have an opinion that might help make the decision, you might as well throw it out there instead of being scared to hurt someone's feelings. Very good. And I don't have pet peeve today. Oh, you're happy. I am happy. Yeah, I don't, um, I really don't have one. I, I thought through it and I, I don't even have one. Hey, that's okay. Is that okay? That's okay. okay. All right. Well, here we go. Already, man, this goes fast. It's crazy. It is good. Uh, okay. Episode 15 is next. Yes, it is. Are we previewing it? Or are we going to make them listen? Labels. Labels. That's mm. all you get. That's all you get. So. Yes, rate, rate, review us, go on, give us five stars, all the things. Let us know how we're doing. So, All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Crossing the Line, and we are going to catch you back on episode 15. Until next time. Okay, audience, we're three months in. How's it going? Are we getting better? No and I kind of think we are getting a little better every single time. So if you are liking what you're hearing, I hope you're sharing it. I hope you're going to rate and review it. Some people have said, well, how do you rate it? Well, you have to listen to at least one. Then there's these stars that you just click. And in case you wondered how many stars, you should just do five. That helps us. And the review part, yeah, we would like it if you'd review it. And as always, you can reach out to us. Give us some topics that maybe are crossing your mind that you'd like us to put on the table. Thank you. Keep listening. (laughs) 